Hello, this is Josh Gondelman. No, I'm sorry. I'm Josh Gondelman, and this is Make My Day, a comedy game show. The world is a stressful place to exist, so every week we on the show try to make it a little more friendly, a little nicer. I play a game with one guest who is guaranteed to win because they are the only contestant. As we play the game I have invented specifically for them, I assign them points based on how much their answers to my questions cheer me up. At the end, the winner receives a $100 donation or contribution to the charity or aid cause of their choice, and we each give a pep talk to someone or a group that we think might need it this week, because this isn't all about me, it's just mostly about me. My guest today is one of my favorite writers. She is a staff writer at The New Yorker doing wonderful reporting, criticism, just at every kind of writing I feel like I, I love to read when she publishes it. It's Gia Tolentino. Welcome to the show, Gia. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. I hope I can cheer you up. <laughs> I, I I believe in you. That is why you're here. I would not have brought you on if I was like, what a storm cloud this person is. <laughs> um, Do you ever bring people on and you're just like, afterwards, you're like, wow, I'm fucking depressed. <laughs> I, I never have, but I'm trying Good. to think about how that would go. Like, because there are, I think there are people that I know that I'm like, I don't know if they would take on this task. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, do you <laughs> yeah, know people yeah. that are like, I love to talk to them, but like, I don't call them when I need to be restored in my faith in humanity. <laughs> yeah, like you leave drinks kind of feeling steamrollered. Yeah, or even just like, <laughs> oh man, like, I, not and not in a bad way. This is yeah. not like trash talk, but like friends who are just like, they have a grimmer outlook where you're just yeah. like, all right, Cormac McCarthy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought this, this is called happy hour for a reason. Well, we'll get into it, but these days I'm, I mean, I'm worried that I'm becoming one of those people, but... I will refrain from the grim, the truly grim vibe. Maybe tonight. <laughs> Maybe. Look, you have to do what is in your heart. And if, if like, I, I think it always brings me happiness when I feel like a guest is being sincere and honest and we're, we're in this together. So I appreciate your trying to stave off the grim vibes. Um, <laughs> and let's do this. Let's get into Let's get into our game. Our game today is called Lies on the Prize. Yeah, in your book, Trick Mirror, Reflections on Self-Deception, you write so movingly and effectively about the ways we deceive and are alienated from ourselves. So today, I will be asking you questions to kind of flip that about the lies we tell ourselves and others, but mostly in good ways. As always, I will judge your answers based on accuracy, creativity, and how much they delight me specifically. Gia Tolentino, are you ready to play Lies on the Prize? I'm ready. First question. What is a lie you frequently tell yourself that's at least mostly beneficial? The number one thing that I'm constantly telling myself about my life and about everything I do is that it doesn't matter at all. And oh, yeah. And I and I I think that's not true actually. You know, I think that, you know, what we do matters greatly. It matters mm-hmm. greatly for you know, the people immediately around us, maybe if we're lucky for some other people, I think in the aggregate, right, all of these little actions, you know, like eating less meat and using less carbon, you know, these things, they Mm -hmm. matter intensely in the aggregate. But I have to tell myself that they don't matter at all. Like I, like, I think telling myself that helps me cultivate a vibe where everything that I do has to be an end in itself. Like everything has to be worthwhile in and of itself. It doesn't have to make any impact whatsoever. Everything I write doesn't matter. It just matters for how I'm, 
how I'm using my time when I'm doing it and this sort of like purely internal investment. I, but I like, I think all the time, I think there was this, like John McPhee or somebody wrote about like if all of time on the earth is the length of a, of an arm, mm-hmm. you can slice off all of human existence just by clipping off the fingernail. Um, wow. <laughs> God, I love that. There I know. Is nothing, Isn't that so reassuring? Nothing I love more than feeling insignificant. I right? think there are some people who I think feel like when they're like, nothing I do matters. When I think about not mattering, it feels like a great weight is lifted off me. I've, it feels liberating mm-hmm. to be like, who cares what I do? I find it really freeing. It's like, it doesn't have to matter for it to matter a lot to you, right? It, like it doesn't, nothing has to yes. matter to anyone else for it to matter a lot to you. And, well, I, and like- I think also it's like when you're like, you know, like when you're out in nature, or you're like on acid, that's the exact feeling you have that like you're a tiny little speck on a yes. giant planet and you feel so free to do the things that you were meant to do and that you love to do and to be full of love or whatever. It's so humiliating to me, but also reassuring that like you think about this as like a a big existentialist philosophical conclusion or like a or like something that takes you know, like a, a chemical assist to to consider. But really, when it boils down to it, what we're talking about is dance like no one's watching. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> you gotta dance like no one's watching. Yeah. <laughs> but but people sometimes are watching. That's the problem. But, but sometimes people are watching, but you gotta dance as if no one's oh, watching. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, Ah, fuck. Well, like, this is yeah, this is actually another lie. Like, I I think I probably tell myself that I'm like an, I'm an okay dancer, but it's one of the rude. My boyfriend is constantly telling me that I am terrible, which is extremely rude of him, and I'm going to continue to believe that I'm mm-hmm. fine. You know, you I'm fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine. I feel like dance wisdom is so accurate in a way that I resist because I'm not like a natural dancer. I don't like to consider myself a human body. That's come up on the podcast before. But like, <laughs> then when you hear like, hey, when you have the choice to sit it out or dance, I hope you dance. And it's like, you yeah, dance. she's right. I'm wrong. <laughs> Probably all the other, like, I like can hear that song. For, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know any of the words, but all of it feels very wise. I can feel like the rhythm of it really. <laughs> she's like, time or whatever. And it's like, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. she says after that. <laughs> no, no, no. I think like, that's it. It's, it's what I think about time, you know, but I have no idea what she says. Yep. I. <laughs> she does. She sings like she's, she sings with a wise cadence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, this is a great answer. I love this. I do truly connect to this lie of like, I'm hey, so it doesn't glad. matter. Just, yeah. just, hey, just do the thing. Do it in a way that's satisfying to you. This is great. This answer is 500 points out of the gate just because wow. it is one of my favorite lies. Mm-hmm. Next question. What is something you allow yourself to think you'd be really good at but have never attempted and maybe have no attention, intention of ever attempting? So I think that I would be an amazing voice of like a regional airport. Ooh. Like I, I think that I would be really good at being the automatic voice that plays when it's like, you know, stand clear of the moving walk or whatever. Yeah. I think I would crush it at that, but I don't know how to crack that world. Do you have a dream region that you would like to be the airport voice for? You know, 
I don't even, I think it's so small that I don't even know if they have automatic announcements. I don't know if they have recorded announcements, mm-hmm. but there is a, I went to the University of Virginia for college and there's a tiny little airport in Charlottesville. That's like one of those airports that I, I love so much because, you know, you can show up 20 minutes before the flight. Yeah. Like it's so small, right? And those, and they're just and like, great also, to see ya. Yeah. And you're just <laughs> you straight through. on through. And, and there's like a tiny little convenience store, but mm-hmm. it always had this like giant vat of pulled pork, like that you could make Ooh. pulled pork sandwiches. Sure. Which is like, incredibly, incredibly tight for one of those airports, right? That's Just have great. a consistent, like, pulled pork vat, mm-hmm. you know? So it's it's that one. I could be the voice of the pulled pork vat, you know? Be- <laughs> Just like, just as a reminder, the pulled pork vat is, you know, is I open love that. from 9 to yep. 5 p.m., you know? <laughs> I love the idea of pork-centric announcements. Yeah, yeah. Like That's the wonderful. only announcements that revolve around the pork. <laughs> I'm all, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, uh, it's it, it's actually in my contract that I only do the pork announcements. Yeah. So if you're trying to get like, uh, gate three is closed for construction for the next, yeah. until January, you're like, uh, that's going to be extra because I'm here for <laughs> the like, pork. Can I mention the pork? <laughs> yeah, can I, can I work the pork into it? Hey, while gate you're waiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And while you're waiting, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. This another great answer. I think you would be so good at that. Such a great voice for Borg. <laughs> and this this answer, gosh, this answer is worth 256 points. The the number of ounces in kind of a mid-sized vat of pork. Wow, amazing. Mm-hmm. Next question. If you're being honest, what snack do you really want if and when you settle for a less delicious snack option? Or is that not a way you deceive yourself and there is and this is actually more applicable to me? Another poor another <laughs> There's another poor question. <laughs> Hello, Are you sponsored by pork? I feel like you have to disclose <laughs> if you're like, uh, you know yeah, what I love? Big Just pork. a ham hock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, actually, yeah. So I will say that the, the one of the few areas in my life where I, I truly, you know, I have written a lot about self-deception and mm-hmm. self-delusion. Food is like a no-go zone for that stuff for me. Like it's one of the few areas in my my life where I I I refuse all forms of self deception. Like that's I, amazing. Yeah, like I at the point in my twenties that I reached when I went to the grocery store and was no longer like beating myself up over spending mm-hmm. too much money. That sure. was like I made it. You know what yes. I mean? Like this is like I have I I have everything that I've ever wanted. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And and you know what I mean? When you're just like like when I could like get a a thing of Oh my God, truly, I'm not meeting this to come back to work. But one of the objects, like, I I used to, like, not allow myself to get, like, a thing of prosciutto. Because it's like, that's fancy. Yeah. You know, that is fancy shit. This is the ham for celebrities. Yeah, it's like, what am I? You know, like a fucking Rockefeller. But then at some point I was like, okay, like, you can get, you can get a little prosciutto. You could put a slice of prosciutto on it on a nice sandwich, you know? And, and that's okay. And, and so I think for me, it's like one of the one of the great pleasures of being alive is just deciding what you want to eat and then yep. eating it. It's like that's totally it's, it's really like what else is what else is there that's available to us in terms of accessible, reliable, three times a day, everyday pleasure. And so I always like, you know, especially during the pandemic, I really tried to get into this. Like I almost always want a cinnamon roll. And Ooh. so and and that's something that I would sometimes make lesser substitutes for sure. or like go to a coffee shop and just get something sweet and be a little bit unsatisfied. Yeah. But during the pandemic, I was just like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna bake 
a pan of cinnamon rolls and I'm going to freeze it. And then when I want mm-hmm. one, I'm just going to put it in the little toaster oven, you know, for 10 minutes at 250. And then it's just a little cinnamon roll for me. That's and so, perfect. yeah, so I really, it's, so the, the snack that I often really want, it's often a cinnamon roll. I often want to, again, oh my God, back to pork. I Have you ever had, <laughs> do you know Bittersweet in Fort Greene, that, that, that coffee shop by the park, mm-hmm. have you ever been there? It's like they... They have an incredible ham and cheese croissant, <laughs> and I always want it. And when I'm in New York, I always go get that. Perfect. Um, you know, I always want, like, a really elaborate sandwich, but then mm. I just make a really elaborate sandwich, you it's know? It's so nice. What is, what is the, like, if there's no cinnamon roll, you're like, I'll get this and just, like, close my eyes and think of cinnamon roll. Ugh, I mean, yeah, it's like, this has happened to me this week where it's just like, I mean, actually, I had a cinnamon roll this morning. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like I my my cheese drawer is not well stocked right now. Like sure. usually I have snacking cheese options and mm-hmm. like um and I, I don't. I haven't had any snacking cheese for a while. And so I eat my baby string cheese, but I'm like sure. what I want is I want like a like a nice aged gouda or mm-hmm. I want <laughs> yeah. like, yep. like a sharp cheddar. And I want some crackers and I want, like, I want to make a tray. But I don't have any of that shit right now because mm-hmm. I haven't been to the grocery store in a while. Sure. So I'm just eating straight. So I guess, yeah, I'm just eating string cheese and being like, this is filling. It's fine. That is a great answer. Just a cinnamon roll and a snacking cheese and, like, sometimes having to settle for substitutes. Um, yeah. Another great answer. This answer's worth 313 points. Wow, amazing. Yeah, you are on a roll. I feel so good. I think I might win this game. I think you're going to. I think you have an excellent shot. Um, <laughs> next question. There's a famous Picasso quote that that art is a lie that makes us realize the truth. And I looked it up, and I think, actually, Picasso said that, but in Spanish. I looked it up, too. And yeah. I, I, I saw that it was it was truly, he said it. And then he so, just got misquoted a lot afterwards. He got misquoted a lot. Yeah. Um, but there And there's a lot of those famous ones that you're like, they didn't say that. There was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like Marilyn Monroe said, love is a battlefield. It's like, we know who said that. It wasn't Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> my favorite, my yes. favorite one of these, which I wrote about a long time ago, but it, it like won't die. It's the one, it's like, it's the one that's like, if you want to go far, go or sorry if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together and there's oh. just this and, it, and it's just cited as african proverb which mm-hmm. always drove me nuts you know yeah. it's like like where you know like from yeah. from whence did this come like specifically and it's just a it's completely made up but the but the type of people that use it is so funny like the places where it shows up and it like terrible politician speeches but yeah that's so funny and but it's african like it's pinterest pro- yeah it's like as African as the song Africa by Toto. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, you know, some some like eight like some like coked up man in eight, 1983, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, was yeah. Synthesizer. In a boardroom and if was you the, wanna you know, go follow yeah. alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just the song never took off. Yeah. So Picasso actually said in Spanish, <laughs> the Spanish translation of art is a lie that makes us realize the truth. What is your favorite art lie? And it could be a lie that you've told that you're willing to divulge or a lie that you just like enjoy when you see in art. This is not like a straightforward answer from That's this, okay. but I was thinking, you know, recently I read this book by Kim Stanley Robinson called Ministry for the Future, which is one of those books that you know, it's like I keep forcing upon my friends and I'm getting an extremely high hit rate of like Ooh. six weeks later, they text me back being like, one of my friends texted me last week being like, I 
I want to grab everyone I know by the collar and force them to read this book. And like, it's the best and Ezra Klein, endorsement for a book I've ever heard. Yeah, I know. And and I and I actually read it because of a similar like I think like Ezra Klein had said something similar about it. And I was like, well, if this is the, he, he had said like, if this is the one book people should read all year, like this is the one I was like, okay, I guess, you know, and I, and I've become recently Kim Stanley Robinson is a, like a hard sci-fi writer, but politically, I think he's one of the, like, he's one of the most interesting political thinkers, like full stop that is in existence right now. And I read this book and it's, it's a book about climate change, basically, and it's, I mean, it's like a vivification of all of these policy things that I found unimaginable until there was a novel about it. And suddenly I was like, okay, this is how people would live. This is how these things would be fought for. And this is how we would adjust. And this is how on a large scale we would, you know, we could deal with all of these things. And it and it gave, you know, none of these things have happened. I still think objectively, they're all extremely unlikely to happen. But the book genuinely... Like, well, I mean, you know, it's, it's a lie. It hasn't happened yet, but it made me realize the truth and that many of things, these things sure. must happen if sure. anything and it's, it's going to be survival imagine- and it works. An imaginative version of it that like makes you believe that this this better world yeah can can exist. That's beautiful, and it's truly. If you had asked me the question, I would have been like, I don't know, close up magic. <laughs> so, <you're answering. laughs> so it's like it's like I, how did he know four of clubs? <laughs> and you're like this incredibly dense, expansive sci-fi book that makes the climate crisis feel imaginatively manageable. <laughs> and I'm truly yes. like. But like, also close-up okay. magic. I, I was went there to that a quarter behind my ear? <laughs> I mean, how how do they do it? <laughs> but, but yeah, every anyone who's listening read Ministry for the Future. It's like it really, it really. Um, I mean, it also like like on a side note made me extremely committed to eco terrorism as like a, a possible career change. But, sure. It, um, you know, but but. In a really hopeful way. <laughs> yes, right. You don't do eco-terrorism because you're a nihilist. <laughs> yeah, no, it's because, you know, so something's got to change. You, know? you do it because you're a ruthless Sometimes private optimist. jets got to go, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is, and this is the exact inverse, right, of the lie of nothing I do matters, as you mentioned before. Like you were saying, like, personal changes in your own life. This, this it feels like, uh, like a very supplemental uh, lie for positive reasons. Or, you know, or or like you flip it 180 and it's the exact same thing, right? It's like, even if you, like, I think because it's all so scary and the scale is so vast and the idea that individual action would, you know, register in the bucket, mm-hmm. the little drop would register in the bucket. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why not go big? Why not? Why not blow up a hangar full of private Is this jets? a pork bucket or different bucket? <laughs> this one strand of pork in the vat, you know? Just, like, just pork one metaphors were really strand. involved. Your next book is just like one strand of pork <laughs> can pork change is, the world. I, I write like a Malcolm Gladwell style. Yeah. Like it's like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a white it's like a white cover, but the, you know, just like one strand of pork, and, and it's like one strand of pork dangling above a vat on the cover. Yeah, and it's just called like Chomp or something. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm just like, you know, it's just like me stepping out on TEDx yeah, stage yeah, and everyone's yeah. just like, TEDx, yes, yes. Give yourself like, the credit of an actual TED talk. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm not getting any further than TEDx with John. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's, it's like I'm, I'm clicking and it's just like pork, like Malala, you know, like like private jets. Like <laughs> People are like booing. They're like, what does this have to do with pork? <laughs> 
<sighs> the incredible answer. This, I think people will really be psyched about this book recommendation. It's a, a beautiful, like, wonderful, socially productive art lie. I love it. This answer is worth 411 points. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. As a tribute to Mary J. Blige. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. What is the least harmful lie you frequently tell other people or are told by other people? And just kind of let it slide. This is easy. Yeah. Like, we should totally meet up when you're back in town. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, what else is there? <laughs> Sometimes I don't even know when that's a lie, right? Because yeah. I say it in every circumstance. Because what are you going to say? Like, no, I don't want to see you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, great talking to you. I'll talk to you again in another three years. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> hey, if you're coming through town, like, I probably won't make the time to hang out. Just being real. And then you got to tell another lie sometimes. Yeah, you're yeah. Like, oh, you gotta, I have a thing. But then lie. you probably do have a thing, you know? Definitely have a thing. <laughs> that's that's the thing about about the way we're living is that we have a thing. It's always an excuse. Um, yep, this is a classic lie. 77 the, uh, points. It seems low, but it's like the year like maybe a classic car would be from. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Next question. Is there a topic you think more people should lie about more often? When you were saying at the beginning, like, I, I worry a little bit at this, you know, month 18 of pandemic vibes. Like, I sort of feel like the pandemic has exacerbated a problem that I already have, which is, it's like if we're friends and you ask me how we're doing, it's like, I'll, I'll really tell you, you know? Yeah. And sometimes even if we're not friends and, and you ask me how we're doing, I'll just fucking launch into it. Like, I will often launch into the most, like, extreme existential conversation sure. I've had myself with myself yep. recently, you know, like at 2 a.m. And I, I think that I should just chill. Like, I think that I should be like, oh, I'm good. How are you? You know, like, I don't think that anyone is out here needing to hear me talk about how I'm considering pivoting my life to eco-terrorism. Like, I think sometimes I got to just keep it in and just be like, oh, I'm pretty good. I had a cinnamon roll, you know, um, <laughs> like, like, uh, you know, things are tight. How are you? But I like that big talk. I like it too. I've had like kind of a weird week and I can feel when I put it on other people, when I'm like, oh yeah, this is how I feel. I can feel sometimes people don't have that same like appetite for that back and forth. But if it's someone in my life and I'm like, how are you? I mean, like, how are you? And it's like, yeah, tell yeah. me like whatever's in your brain. You're right. I think you're right. I think friends are happy to hear this from yeah. each other. But don't you ever feel like when you're just really launching into it that you're like, maybe I should just short, like, yes. maybe I should be like, uh, you know, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was one time and this was back, like I was working at Jezebel and I was in the Gawker office and it was like deep in the middle of just like everyone getting sued to high heaven. Mm -hmm. And it was just like a very like stressful time. Yeah. And we, it was one of those times where it's like everyone was on Twitter and it was like, you get this sort of news alert from, mm -hmm. you know, whatever agency it is, it's like an asteroid is, you know, yep. and we were all like, hell yes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, bring it like, on. Hell yeah. God. Like, get me to the roof, baby. Let's stare at this asteroid. Yeah, I want to watch out. it make contact <laughs> yeah. with my forehead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've said out loud before, like, God, I wish the apocalypse, like, if it's going to be the apocalypse, I wish it would just all happen at once. Rip the Band-Aid off. Oh, <laughs> like, none yeah. of this, like, slow-rolling climate catastrophe. Just whatever the dinosaurs got, let that hit us, too. Oh, yeah. And it's just, like, like melancholia where you're just, like, seeing it, and it's mm -hmm. so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. Yeah. 
Um, we fucking took it. You were like, hey, let's not, I, I should make things less heavy. And I'm just like, bring on the end of the motherfucking no, world. No, this is, I mean, this is, this is where I'm at. You know, I'm so Sam. glad it's where you're at too. <laughs> Sam, this answer is worth 600 points. A huge number for a huge answer for talking about big topics. Final question. What is, and this, you covered this a little bit with um, with the book you recommended, Ministry of the Future, right? Mm-hmm, minute, mm-hmm. But what is like a true thing that, that makes you feel good and not like you would like uh, the world to explode in some kind of nuclear mm-hmm. fusion event? Well, I was talking to a friend on Saturday and I was asking them, I was asking them how they were and they gave such a chill answer, like, one of my chillest friends mm-hmm. and they were like yeah pretty good and they, and they were they said that they'd been dating a little bit and that it felt really good and I was like that's a, you know that's amazing like that's yeah. um it's also exciting to hear that someone is having a good time on dates you know sure. I feel like it, it's often like I'm dating and it sucks and mm-hmm. and I was just thinking how nice it was to talk to my friend and hear that she was having a nice time on dates and and to like hear about her life again and to learn something that I didn't know about Mm -hmm. a person that I like. And in her case, to learn for how nice it was for her to get to meet a new person and to learn about a completely new life. And this, and this is again, a feeling it's like, I feel like it's the entire reason that I like being a journalist is that you get to, you get to just jump in there with a person Mm -hmm. and ask them questions, you know, and you get to suddenly so I used to like being an editor is that you, I got to see someone's brain a lot all of a sudden. And it's like the simple joy of being able to learn something new about another person or learn about a life that you didn't know about before. It always feels good. To me, it always feels good. That's beautiful. What a gorgeous, affirmative answer that like everyone can tap into, I think. You know what I mean? It's just something that everyone can enjoy about the company of others and the experience. And you can, I also think you can get that with someone so you, already, you know. already know. Yeah, like totally. you were saying with, with your friend. Um, Just like a new facet just to like, some for someone to like open up their brain and, and heart to you in a way that you, you like hadn't expected or hadn't thought of is like such a, a small and joyful experience. A great answer. This answer is worth 360 points for the total degrees and the perspective of uh, looking at things through your eyes and other people's eyes. Does that make sense? And that brings your final score to 2,517 points, the highest all-time score in Bank My Day history. Gia Tolentino, how do you feel? No way. <laughs> 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 um, thank you so much for playing. As this week's winner, champion, expert, you have won a $100 donation or contribution to the charity or cause of your choice. Where will the money be going? So I'm in upstate New York where mm-hmm. I've been for most of the pandemic. And there is a Kingston chapter of Food Not Bombs that d- sets up like a free market every weekend. Cool. And I was, I, I want to donate to them. They buy stuff and just give it away. I love that. Um, in the square, yeah. That's wonderful. Um, and and I will make that information available to any listeners, the Kingston chapter of Food Not Bombs. Th- Mutual aid, baby. Mutual aid. <laughs> it's, it's huge. And, and it comes up a lot on the show, which I'm always heartened by people like, yeah. you know, kind of excited to invest in the communities where they live. Our final segment, as always, the pep talks. Gia and I are each going to give a pep talk to a group or a person who we, we think might need it this week. I'm going to go first. Last week, I gave my pep talk to people who are embarrassed about their baby pictures. And this week, 
as kind of a companion piece. This is for people who are insecure about how they currently look in pictures. So what? You've got a slightly weird smile because instead of giving you braces, your childhood orthodontist sanded down two of your teeth so you have two stubby little guys next to your front teeth and it's all you see in pictures of you. And yes, I'm talking about myself here. And maybe you're worried that you're standing weird in a picture or it was taken from a bad angle. And yeah, maybe that's true. But so what? Do you know how weird you would have to be standing in a picture for most people to notice and remark on it? You'd basically have to be wearing MC Hammer pants doing a full backbend on top of Amelia Earhart's newly recovered airplane. And think about it this way. When have you ever looked at a 50-year-old picture of your grandparents and thought, wow, they did not get Papa's good side? Of course you don't think that. You think, wow, Papa used to be so hot because even if he looked like one of the monsters from Where the Wild Things Are, we think any young picture of someone who is now old is hot. And that's its own problem, but it's not what we're here to deal with. And your grandparents couldn't even look at 15 nearly identical photos of themselves and go, I don't like these, let's try one more. They got one shot, and then according to old movies, the photographer disappeared in a puff of smoke. There are so many pictures of us now that each individual photograph barely exists, considering how small a fraction of anyone's mental image of you each one comprises. So even if your hair is matted and your eyes are closed and your torso is somehow eclipsed by your own butt, statistically, that picture didn't even happen. And 50 years from now, if anyone does see that picture, all they'll think about is how hot you look at the time. Gia, the floor is yours for a pep talk. I have been quarantining for the last few days. I've been waiting out a sort of five-day waiting period since um, I went to an outdoor party on Saturday and a friend woke up the next day with a sore throat and it was COVID. And I, so I've been doing the quarantine with my baby, um, you know, doing the thing that many parents have done for the entirety of this pandemic, which is try to work while juggling a baby between or a child or several children between you and your partner. And I just want to say if anyone out here is doing that right now for a recent COVID exposure, you're doing it because you because our society has failed you by not by not putting support structures in your life, because you live far from family, because life is just shaken out that way. I feel you, I'm here with you. There are just, like there are unfortunately, like millions of people who have had to soldier through this sort of exhausting daily thing. And I just wanna say, I see you, you're doing amazing. Your kid will grow up and not need you to chase them around and be so attentive to them in the future. This pandemic won't last forever. You're crushing it, you can get through it. You're doing great. A wonderful pep talk, and I think necessary for a lot of people of the year. I think it'll it'll bring a lot of joy and comfort into people's lives. Thank you to this week's champion, Gia Tolentino. Gia, where can people find you and your work? I'm kind of offline right now. In an, um, I'm, I'm on Instagram at Gia Tortellini, like mm-hmm. the pasta. And, <laughs> and the New Yorker. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm at the New Yorker. The famous uh, <laughs> magazine. <laughs> And um, in your yeah, book is great. Yeah, I have a thing great. coming out soon. Oh, that's exciting. So, yeah, yeah read The New Yorker. Don't just <laughs> let it sit on your coffee table like the hack joke insists we all do. Um, <laughs> it's good, and there's good words in it. Many by Gia, often. <laughs> Listeners, uh, if you'd like to donate to the Kingston chapter of Food Not Bombs or your own um, a, a local mutual aid group to you, I will post that info, and I'll try to find, we've had at one point, a bigger kind of compendium of mutual aid groups. I'll try to find that. 
If you have your own answers to today's game of Lies on the Prize, tweet them at me, at Josh Gondelman, or at Make My Day Pod. And that's the show. Make My Day is a Radio Point production produced by Houston Snyder and Naomi Steinberg, recorded and edited by Kat Iosa, executive produced by Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. If you like the show, please rate and review it as highly as your conscience allows. A five-star review really helps. We'll be back next week. Until then, have several nice days.